Your wife Julian on the brown note and uh, ding dong the witch is dead. Scott Morrison, the very worst of us, has finally left Australian politics to take up new challenges in the global corporate sector. Uh, he intends to join a series of global strategic advisory roles and private boards focused on the US and Indo-Pacific in defense and defense startups. Uh, and he's got two gigs. And I just am really confused as to who is employing a man that is almost synonymous in the Oxford English Dictionary for incompetence and lying. Um, he was the worst of us. I've probably made more videos online about how I cannot stand this man or anything about him than any other subject. A man so singularly devoid of substance or capability or moral conscience who channeled the very worst of John Howard with none of the substance, whose ambitions so far outweighed his talent or ability. He should have been stopped as a local manager in a tyre centre. No offence to people in tyre centres, but he would have been found out as a mid-tier person in like a sitcom like The Office as not being able to do that role. Uh, not so in Aussie politics. I mean, if you ask me who I think the worst Australian Prime Minister of all time is, I would say John Howard, because people like Tony Abbott and Scott Morrison were so inept they couldn't enact any policies. So they never got anything done, uh, apart from the odd, really egregious thing. But it was John Howard that reshaped the country. But I would say that Scott Morrison is the worst human being to have ever led this country. Um, he was one of Murdoch's three amigos. He arrived in a particularly dark era of politics, which is when Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch got his populist right-wing airbags across the line in his Anglosphere with Trump in America, Boris Johnson in the UK, and Scott Morrison in Australia. Uh, darkest days politically for all three nations. He, even like his past, is dubious. Um, I've seen reports online of um, uh, people that he worked with accusing them of pla plagiarizing their work and taking ownership for it and laughing in their faces. He seems to have been sacked from a very prominent role uh, he, uh, one of the big tourism gigs he had. Um, he came to power in an election against someone that ended up winning defamation against the Murdoch press. So he went up to get his seat. He actually lost pitifully. And then the Murdoch press jumped on his opponent and smashed his opponent to smithereens. And his opponent ended up winning damages against the Murdoch press for that. And that's how we got Scott Morrison across the line in politics. He was even hated by his own. Look at what Peter Dutton and Gladys Berejiklian said in private about him. No one liked him. So how the hell did the media put up with this goon for so long? He was initially Peter Dutton when it came to his um, hardline right-winger guys. And then when uh, he sensed like a shark that uh, Malcolm Turnbull was going to get rolled, he invented this cartoon character, Scott Cam from the block Daggy Dad. And the Australian media let him get away with it, even though it was so clearly not who he was. But they put up with it. Here's me curry. I'm just like you guys. I'm going to have a can of beverage at the football, whatever football is. Why did the media let this goon get away with it?
how does our country work that people like Scott Morrison can be actually enabled and promoted and protected by our media? His ties to the evangelical movement is very distressing and, you know, the, that points to how much have they infiltrated our, our Australian life that he can be so promoted. His hero, Brian Houston of Hillsong, is being booted from his church for, you know, uh, his immoral behaviour. And that was um, basically God to Scott Morrison, who wasn't a member of Hillsong. He was a member of a very Hillsong analogous church on the other side of Sydney called uh, Horizon. But I rarely saw anything that I would have ever said was Christian come out of the man's mouth. The evangelical movement that Scott Morrison was beholden to believes in the Seven Mountains Mandate, which is about having control of things like politics, education, the military, and also dominion theory, which is the divine right to rule over others. His election defeat of Bill Shorten is a stain on this country. Bill Shorten offered us a way out of negative gearing and franking credits and the media turned on him and trashed him and did the same in America for Trump and did the same with Jeremy Corbyn in the UK. Stop someone who would have provided real change from being elected. And that wasn't the right-wing media. It was all media, even left-leaning media or pretend left-leaning media went for Bill Shorten and gave, knowing that they would give us Bill Shorten, they went for Jeremy Corbyn, knowing that that would give us Brexit and Boris Johnson. They went after um, Hillary Clinton and knowing that that would give us Donald Trump. They didn't really care as long as Bill, Bernie Sanders wasn't elected in America. So they just block real change. He arrived in office with um, a cavalcade of incompetence. He jumped on the Trump bandwagon by pointlessly trying to make Australia's embassy in Israel in Jerusalem because Trump had done it and, and he hasn't got an original bone in his body. Um, he rode around, Queen, like just before the election, he was riding around Queensland on a bus and, no, and, and pretending to be on the bus while actually taking flights. Now, media let him get away with it. This is a man of robo-debt, the man that introduced a state, a, a, the most ideologically punitive attack the poor scheme in modern Australian history, which resulted in $2 billion of taxpayers' money being paid to other taxpayers' money, and 2,000 people allegedly taking their own lives, and he still survived. And he still went on to become Prime Minister. He ruined our relationship with France. He introduced an astonishingly $350 billion defence bill for no reason other than to curry favour with America for something that won't appear for the next three decades and is going to cost something like $358 billion dollars. He was one step away from calamity every step. Like he's, uh, he, and he was nearly winning against Anthony Albanese. I've said over and over, it was only Scott Morrison's unbelievable ability to continually stuff things up and call controversy that actually let Anthony Albanese win. His whole I don't ho hold a hose moment was iconic when he went overseas for the bushfires on holiday to Hawaii playing his ukulele. Because it said everything about the man. I don't hold a hose, mate, was repeated throughout his 
<coughs> tenure in office where he refused to take responsibility for absolutely anything and threw absolutely anyone under a bus to take the blame. He destroyed our relationship with China just to appeal to Trump. Something that is still going on to this day and has cost billions upon billions of dollars, he did as a brain fart. Back when COVID was raging and he attacked China and everyone in Europe was shocked by what he did and how reckless that was and the rest of Australia paid for it. He was kept alive by the Australian media, but given how horrible a human being is, who the hell in the media is his friend? And why are they his friend? He's one of those people like Trump that comes across as not having actually any friends. <clears throat> His whole tenure was marked by bullying and misogyny and loyal, disloyalty with um, staff members that he'd throw under the bus to take the blame for absolutely anything. And above all else, pathologically lying about everything. We even found out at the end that the press had protected him by not revealing that he'd, that he'd appointed himself as the head of five or six other ministries. They didn't bring that up in the election. They held that to their chests and then released it in a book six months after the election. Can you imagine that happening with a Labour leader? He showed us contempt sitting on those back benches on 350k a year or whatever he was on going on swanning around to places like Japan, getting paid on top of that. Who's allowed to do that? What did he do since he lost the election, apart from collect his pay and contemptuously sit on the back bench? He was the worst human being to have ever led this country, and good riddance to bad rubbish.